Hey guys, it's me, P. And me, S. And you're listening to the Girl on Girl podcast. But it's not what you think. But also, it's kind of what you think. Okay, here's the deal. My name is Persis. I'm queer, Indian, femme, and a little over five feet tall. And my name is Sarah. I'm straight, white, cis, and a proud ginger. Every episode, we're going to talk about sexuality from a queer perspective, from a straight perspective, and what it means to find the fluidity between the two. We're going to talk about taboos, labels, dating, awkward moments, pop culture icons. We're also going to talk safe sex, self-discovery, discrimination, and what it means to be a queer minority. Hi, Sarah. She's back. She's back, baby. Oh my She's god, it's been a while. Back. She was just, you know, living the European dream. I know. Can you believe I was away for two and a half weeks? It was sad. It was scary. The listeners know I <laughs> recorded the saddest little solo episode there ever was. Um and it just felt wrong. Like the whole thing felt wrong, truly, without you. Well, I was telling Sarah when I was listening to the solo episode, which I was so proud of you for, because I did not know for the record, guys, that Sarah was doing this. Like I just opened up Instagram and saw it. Um, secret secrets. I was saying like, it's so funny because you'd think we like broke up. You were like, <laughs> I'm here without persons. <laughs> it's my announcement yeah. that I'm leaving the podcast. It felt like a breakup for a second and it was really sad. But I just felt like, you know, Persis is gone. I wanna give I wanna give the people some content. I mean, that's what they're here for. Um and you know, who doesn't want to listen to me talk for half an hour? Well, you did such a good job. And also it was a really Thank good you, topic. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. Um if you guys liked it, I was gonna say, let us know because I think it'd be great for Purse to do a solo episode or I don't know if there's things you want to hear each of us talk about just individually. We could do little solo pods here and there. Why not? We can do whatever we want. We're the bosses of our own lives. Exactly. I mean, it's nice to break it up a little bit. It's nice to get some breaks from Sarah. And it was nice for Sarah to get a break from me, I bet. It was so, it felt like freedom. Oh, what does freedom feel like? What does it taste like? It feels like when you take your bra off at the end of a long day <laughs> and you put on your big comfy tee. And you watch a true crime That's what doc. It felt like. No, I don't like true crime. Only you are into the murderers and, yeah. and stuff. But yeah, it felt that's what it felt like when you left. As soon as your plane took <laughs> off. I was like <sighs> It's like when you settle into a warm bath. <laughs> and oh yeah. The yeah. warm, the warm. <laughs> Good comeback. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. when I took off, let's just say I had a great, great time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I you did. did. Well, speaking of great time, I would like you. We don't have time for a full Europe recap as much as I'm sure that people want it. But can you please tell us? what the peak and the pit of your trip were. And in case y'all haven't played peak and pit before, peak is your best, top, most amazing part of the experience, and pit is the part you probably could have done without. Wow. Okay, so this is pretty funny because I have a couple peaks. Um, one of – You can only choose one. <laughs> okay, 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 fine. Just kidding. You can choose more than one. Well, my peak and my pit, there's one that intertwines a little bit. Interesting. Okay. So <laughs> I'm laughing because, okay, sorry. I'm just laughing. Um, my peak was definitely Rome on my birthday. I think that was like a very special moment um, to be like celebrating in Italy and the friends who I was with on the trip, like made me feel very special for my birthday, which was very, very nice. It was a really, really good time. And we went out to a queer bar, a couple queer bars in Rome. And I was just literally like roaming the streets, like went on scooters. I had like a little Valare Lizzie McGuire moment. 
riding on the streets. The latte. Oh, exactly. The latte. Oh, well, well. Did it sound like that? It sounded exactly like that, but worse because it wasn't you. Oh, baby. <laughs> I know, baby. That sounds magical. I wish I was on the scooter with you. Oh, you basically were in my dreams. Aw, you're so sweet to me. But my pit was, there was a little bit of an incident uh, with the, <laughs> okay, so girl on girl listeners, there is someone we talk about on the podcast. Um, code name is Regina. Yes, we've talked about Regina many times. Yeah, and I have a lot of love and care for Regina. Um, met up with her on this trip because she lives in one of the places um, we visited. And it was such a good reunion. Like I said, I love and care about her so much. But uh, there were some things that like got brought up, a little bit of like, you know, tension here and there. I'm doing like an awkward dance like through the screen. Sarah doesn't even know what happened yet. I didn't yeah, tell her. This is all news to me. So I am just speechless. But also I'm not surprised. You know what I mean? So um, that was probably my pit with something that happened, but won't get into it into detail. Could have done without that, you know, but overall I was really, really happy to see her on this European adventure I had. Oh, Regina. Oh, Regina, Regina, Regina. Regina George. I feel like the pit, I don't know, guys, Seriously, I don't know what she's talking about. She's being very vague, and I'm going to get the story later behind the scenes. Secret secrets. But I do feel like your pit might segue us into the topic for this episode. <laughs> Good Potentially. Job. Because potentially. Potenti- so guys, in this episode, Purse is going to teach me about something that I have absolutely no idea what it is. But I do know that it's called the lesbian breakup curse. And I don't know, seems like whatever happened with Miss Regina was part of some sort of lesbian breakup, something or other. I don't know. I mean, that was a- we're not we're not saying what Regina identifies as, but my girl purse over here is a lesbian. That's a really good segue because, I mean, pod listeners like Regina was someone who I definitely was seeing in the past. And like I said, someone I really love and care about. But yeah, you know, us gays, we be dramatic, we be <laughs> crying. I'm just <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Um kidding, but not. I was like, should we generalize? But you know what? We're doing it here on Girl on Girl. We're doing it. We're being very real. But yes, I'm here to tell Sarah all about the lesbian breakup curse. And I want to start this off with, because this is basically a lesson for you, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, I am clueless, so please fill me in. So, first of all, lesbian breakups suck. What up, what up? (laughs) They suck. Yo, bro, they they suck. (laughs) So, (laughs) where did that voice come from? Who are you? Me, I'm a bro, per bro. Yeah, you come back from Europe and you're a whole different person. You're wearing like khaki pants and a polo. Basically, um, I cut off my hair. Oh. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I didn't. My hair's in a bun. It does look kind of cut. It looks cute. You look cute. With short hair like this? You just look cute in general right now. Oh, thank you. Because I was going to say, I don't know if my face would suit like a pixie cut or like short hair. I think it would. I think, yeah, I think you'd look really cute with a little... A little bob or something. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Maybe I'll, Aww. Maybe I'll do. <laughs> Aww, thanks. But anyway, Sarah, I'm trying to teach you a lesson. Sorry. Okay. I'm ready. So I found this article from The Cut all about lesbian, the lesbian breakup curse from this hilarious writer, Emma Turetsky. Shout out, Emma. Wait, is that how I say her name? Yeah, Turetsky. That sounds right. So Emma says, have you ever found yourself hysterically weeping in a fast food joint's parking lot, your best friend simultaneously attempting to hand feed you and hold your hair back while you yell, take me away. How will I ever go on? I'll never love again through snotty tears. Or are you not gay? (laughs) Okay. 
True. All true. So many queers go on to say that their first lesbian breakup is absolutely gut-wrenching. And me as a queer myself can definitely feel like when you're with a woman who you are like so infatuated with, they truly become like your everything. Like you only see them. And I've been there with many and many and many of women who I've dated in the past, seen briefly, had a fling with whatever. I, it was everything. Like, so when things would end, I kind of related to Emma literally being like, I'll never love again, or I'll never feel for that person again. Or feel for a person again feel for a person again. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Emma goes on to say, I thought I'd seen it all, felt all the pain, but then I started dating girls. And unfortunately, something they forgot to mention at lesbian orientation (laughs) is that your first queer breakup will destroy you. And can I be hospitalized for this immense and insurmountable suffering kind of way? Finally feeling physically and emotionally attracted and committed to someone you love just hits different. Mm, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I see. I'm picking up what she's putting down. Right? Because it's that feeling that I think a lot of gay people, and I don't want to just only talk about lesbians. I really think a lot of gay people feel this is like you finally get to a point when you're physically and emotionally attracted to someone that it just becomes like everything to you. Right. And when that goes away, it's just like, now what you know totally we've talked about this a bunch on the pod of like queer people having to sometimes most of the time like stifle feelings for several years or whatever it is or you know not being able to feel like real love for at the times when their peers like their straight peers might be feeling love um and so then to finally feel it in the way that you're supposed to feel it it, it like um, elevates the feeling a little bit. Uh-huh, 100%. And sometimes it happens like a lot later in life for right. many queers. Like even for me, I was starting to feel these things into my like early 20s, which many people would probably compare like, oh, you would have gone through that in high school. Exactly, exactly. And then you're older and you have more life experience. And so, you know, you're seeing people that you love as like potential life partners as opposed to when you're a teen and you're in love with someone and it's just like well who knows all I know is that I I get butterflies when they walk into the room exactly it's a little bit more like it's fun and innocent like puppy love and exactly a lot of queers are like robbed of that experience totally so it happens later okay yeah wow so like we said, we we just discussed this, like women loving women relationships can just feel so intense, especially like women in general, I find can be like, you know, like it, it's like a different type of uh, love when two gay women get together. It's very like emotional. And I'm not just saying this for everyone. I'm not trying to generalize it, but yeah, I think we can say for this and just like precursor for this entire episode, we're not generalizing this is just like what the lesbian breakup curse is saying. Yeah. It's just like, it's really, really rough. Like it can feel unbearable. And like, like we said before, it doesn't, you feel like you're not going to meet anyone like that again. Hence why like a lot of lesbians U-Haul because they find another lesbian. They're like, we like each other. We're like obsessed with each other. We're going to move in, you know? Yeah. Why wouldn't we? So naturally, everyone. Let's talk about the actual breakup. So after you go through an intense breakup, any heartbroken queer would, you know, maybe go to the comfort of their own bed, maybe scroll through a little TikTok. And you know what? This is probably common for a lot of like Gen Z and millennial cusp people. They might be going on TikTok just to like pass the time, just to like feel comfort or whatever. What do you do, Sarah? Like, do you like to eat ice cream, listen to music, watch Um, a movie? Yeah. I'm more of like a push the feelings away kind of gal. Um, So just like laying in bed and eating ice cream definitely isn't my (laughs) go-to. This is not a good thing. This is a flaw of mine. So I tend to spring into action. I'm like, okay, all right, what do I do? Do I go, what do, do I start planning a trip? Do I start like a new fitness 
regimen. Like, I'm more of that kind of that kind of gal post breakup, throwing all my energy into something else. That that's also another thing, and I think that can be healthy if you're putting it towards like fitness or like, you know. Yeah, it or- can it can be healthy. It can also be very unhealthy. But you know, we all have our we all have our stuff that we work through. We're talking to Sarah's therapist after this. Yeah. We should get her on the pod. She would have a lot to say. But okay, so Sarah may do this, but according to our fabulous writer, Emma, she definitely goes on TikTok and she writes in the article that when she went through her insane, you know, lesbian breakup, the FBI man on her phone (laughs) shuttled her straight to the front page of lesbian TikTok (laughs) as, as it would. And she quickly realized that the sapphic gods hadn't just come for her in her specific breakup. They came for all the gays. It seemed like everybody was breaking up. So this is what we call the lesbian breakup curse. And it was caused by a certain lesbian. And I will get into that. Oh, interesting. This is going in a totally different direction than I thought it was going. All right, Sarah. So... What the fuck is it? What is this curse? Tell me. So I'm on lesbian TikTok. You know, right when I open up my TikTok, it's all gay content. Like my For You page is going to look <laughs> very different from Sarah's. Or maybe not because Sarah does a lot of girl on girl content. But yeah, it's going to look a lot different from like my hetero friends. Right. So I saw this too. All of a sudden, over the past couple months, lesbian TikTok TikTok absolutely imploded over a series of high profile queer breakups that totally were like (laughs) tearing up the gays like the gay community was like shooketh by all of these breakups that were all of a sudden happening and just because it seemed like everyone was breaking up at the same time and according to some the curse was initially cast when lesbian pop star Fletcher began teasing the new track from her upcoming album, Girl of My Dreams, the song Becky So Hot. Which we've talked about on the podcast before. Yep. So when she teased Becky So Hot, obviously we've talked about this. Um, The song describes just how hot Fletcher's uh, ex's new girlfriend is. And she talks about how she wants to like get a taste for Becky. She's like, I'm kind of into your new girl. Right. Um, so <laughs> what happened was on TikTok, Fletcher's ex is Shannon Beveridge, who is a very, very popular um, lesbian YouTuber. She quickly took to TikTok herself a response to the song, clarifying that no one asked permission and Becky and her weren't happy about this. And uh, they went on to like release a line of their own T-shirts that they say did. like Becky. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I think it says like Becky. I think it says Becky so hot. And there's like um, a red Corvette on their T-shirts. Okay. And all the money was going to go towards a charity. Okay. Or sorry, not all the money, like a portion mm-hmm. of proceeds were going to go to a charity. Fletcher bought a shirt. And then Shannon responded saying refunded you. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. Whoa, the drama, the drama, the drama. So, of course, gay chaos ensued. Wait, sorry, quick question. Fletcher bought the shirt. Did she then, like, post a picture of herself wearing it or something? So, she bought the shirt, but then Shannon took a screenshot of, like, it saying who bought the shirt, which obviously said, like, Carrie Fletcher, and took a screenshot saying she, like, returned it back or gave her the money back, I think, like, I think it was $70, like gave her the money back and just said, refunded you. And, oh, there's another song, Sarah, that Fletcher came out with called Sting. Okay. Oh, my God. This is <laughs> and I'll sad. Play, I'm going to play a clip of Sting, like, okay. right here. XO, do you ever miss me? You chose brand new over history. That's cold. Guess we're 50 50. Don't you wish I was your girlfriend? Still tough luck. We were in a bad place. Fucked up. Made a couple sex tapes. All love. Whenever I hear your name, don't you wish it worked and we were on again? 
And okay, so in the lyrics, as you just heard, Fletcher says, XO, do you ever miss me? You chose brand new over history. That's cold. Guess we're 50 50. Don't you wish I was your girlfriend still? Tough luck. We were in a bad place. Fucked up, made a couple sex tapes. All love whenever I hear your name. So Shannon, after each line, was like responding to what Fletcher was saying by like shaking her head. So when Fletcher goes, XO, do you ever miss me? Shannon shakes her head. You chose brand new over history. She like nods. Like she was like responding to each lyric. And it's like, where was all this happening? Where was this happening? Like TikTok. TikTok. This is really intense and public. And also Shannon released like a statement being like, um, you know, I was never, I never consented to this. Like she came up with this whole thing being like her and Becky are pissed. Like they're not this, none of this was like, you know, okay, th- it wasn't a vibe. But anyway, after that, we saw many other like TikTok celebrities breaking up and also um, not just TikTok stars. So included in like, I'll break this down because there's like a little breakdown and I'm going to insert the audio clip from someone who's like giving everybody a lesson. But included with these TikTok stars was Kehlani and 070 Shake, which was actually like a very shocking discovery for the community, especially because Kehlani had just released this music video called Melt with 070 Shake. And they were like very in love, like best friends for six years before they started dating. It was very like, yo, this curse, someone be casting a spell. Like (laughs) what is going on? Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'll play the clip for the curse breakdown because it's really funny. It's just very long to like for me to explain. But long story short, after the whole Shannon and Fletcher drama, these were the list of people that broke up like literally at the same time. Lesbian TikTok drama 101. Okay, first, it all actually starts with Shannon and people don't think about that. Shannon, famous on Tumblr, then YouTube. Breaks up with Cammy. don't have time to get into it. Okay, then she starts dating Fletcher, okay? Fletcher is a lesbian artist, musician, um, and they start dating, then they break up. Okay, tragic breakup, but they're still friends. Fletcher puts out the sex files, X, and um, Shannon helps out on it. But then Shannon starts dating Becky. Becky is hot, that's important to note. Okay, Sh- Fletcher is stalking Becky on Instagram, accidentally likes a photo where she's wearing a vintage t-shirt with a red Corvette on it. Fletcher gets choked up about it. She goes and writes a song, Becky's so hot. It's a bop, okay? The song lyrics are, Becky's so hot in your vintage t-shirt, okay? And- oh, she's the one I should hate, but I wanna know how she tastes, okay? So it's a bop. Um, Shannon and Becky are upset about it. They put out a line of t-shirts, don't have time to get into it, okay? The song is a bop. It sets off a chain of lesbian breakups. Here comes the new age of TikTok lesbians. Okay, lesbian breakup curse. First, we have a tall lesbian and a short girlfriend. Very big height difference, okay? Sedona and Riley, they break up. Okay, then we have Avery and Soap. TikTok lesbians don't have time to get into it. They break up. Jojo Siwa, as you know, and Kylie, her girlfriend, they got together, they broke up, got back together, then broke up again. Okay, this sets off a chain reaction. We've got, oop, we have Sedona um, posting on Snapchat, basically saying that Riley traumatized her, but then Riley gets on TikTok comments, she cheated on me twice. Okay, then we have a response from Sedona saying that Riley actually cheated on her, but then we find out it's more emotional cheating. Okay, then Avery and Jojo start hanging out. They make a mukbang, it's weird, okay? She eats something blue, she has a blue kiss on her cheek. Then Jojo takes Avery to Disney, which is where Jojo takes girls. Any questions? Don't care. So there's this TikTok couple. I really don't know their names, but it's this really, really, really tall girl and a very short girl who like were all over TikTok and just were dating. They broke up. Okay. These TikTokers. <laughs> these I TikTokers. Okay. These TikTokers named Avery and Soph. Okay. Then we we had Jojo Siwa and Kylie Prue, who have been like very on and off. Like I think we're together, then they weren't, then they were back together, and hard to keep up with them. I think maybe they might be together again now. I can't remember. Uh-huh. And then Sedona and Riley LeGlue. 
who are apparently like very popular TikTok lesbians, but they all broke up and we don't have time to get into like exactly what happened with those two, but that was almost like a similar Fletcher and Shannon vibe, like back and forth on social media. And, okay. So basically yeah. what the lesbian breakup curse is saying is that Fletcher and Shannon Beveridge had this online beef over their breakup and it snowballed into all of these prominent lesbian couples breaking up. Yes. And people just think like Fletcher like started it with this like that like she's the a song witch. or like something happened like something happened in the zeitgeist and Fletcher cast a spell mm-hmm. okay <laughs> this was so not what I thought it was gonna be and I love it so much <laughs> and I think Fletcher acknowledged it like she said something like I think I'm the one who started this like lesbian curse oh so it's so everyone knows about it. it's like a it's like a whole damn thing whole damn thing Fletcher knows about it and many people were like saying like I hope I didn't I don't get caught by the lesbian curse like (laughs) me avoiding the lesbian curse because I'm like so happy with my girlfriend or something okay whoa it's so funny how these things like get just don't you ever wonder where these things come from like you know obviously I understand how things can trend on TikTok but it's always interesting to think about like who is the one person, the first person, you know what I mean? Who said, who posted something that said, oh, this is the lesbian breakup curse that then caught on, you know? Like it has to start in someone's brain. Like who's the person that thought of this? I have no idea, but the clip I played earlier, I wonder if it stemmed from that where Mm. this person is like, literally has a whiteboard and is like (laughs) pointing to every person like it's a lecture, like a literal, like, I'm gonna teach you about what happened. Okay, I have a question for you that's probably an obvious question, but I feel like it's going to be something that you want to talk about next. Yeah. Yeah, which is like, why why are like lesbian couples on TikTok, for example, like such a big deal for the community? Like, why is the community so obsessed with these relationships? Well, that's a really good question because I would think the same thing. Like, why are we so invested in these lives of, you know, some of these people, but it comes down to like representation once again. And Emma touches upon this in her article where she says like, why do we care about the lesbian curse or like what effect does it have on us? And it's saying that it's because it's relatable, it's realistic and it's relevant. So it's definitely more the lesbian curse is definitely more than just this like mysterious phenomenon, like taking over our social media feeds because our queer community is so small that we honestly like can see ourselves in these relationships. So because it's so minimal and we don't really have like a lot of the best like gay representation in TV or media, or it's getting better. Some of it can be questionable, but I definitely think we need like a lot more. We see ourselves in these like lesbian TikTokers and people really cling on to lesbian TikTok to feel seen. So I think we just, yeah, when it comes to like these dating lives of these like YouTubers or TikTokers, we have this obsession. Like I saw myself almost feeling so invested in Cami and Shannon on YouTube before TikTok was a thing because I saw myself in these lives of these two people because I didn't see anything on TV. Yeah, and I think the reason why TikTok, especially in YouTube and just like social media couples in general are so easy to obsess with probably is because they're real people. Representation in movies and TV is great. It's great to see a lesbian couple on screen playing characters in a show but when it's like two real people in a real relationship and you can see the behind the scenes of their relationship on your phone every day I think that must be like a whole different thing for a community that does still feel so small and still feels like they're not seeing real people that they can identify with in the world and then to see all these people break up must be just like heartbreaking 
you know what? And it is heartbreaking. And I, and even Emma mentioned like, because she was going through her own breakup and then she saw all these people breaking up. She said, this may sound very dark and twisted of me, but I felt a little comfortable or sorry. I felt comfort, comfort in it because she didn't feel alone. So yeah, she was totally. kind of seeing that. Yeah. I don't think that's dark and twisted. I think, I think anyone can relate to that, you know, but I guess she's saying, she's like, I don't want to wish these other couples breaking up for my own peace of mind. For sure. For sure. But if they already broke up, I mean, you can get some comfort in knowing that you're not the only one who caught the curse. <laughs> the curse that Fletcher cast upon the lesbians. Wow, this was a ride. This was a whole roller coaster. <laughs> Fletcher. Fletcher, my girl. Yep. We got to get Fletcher on the pod. Well, Fletcher, as I'm sure every listener knows, is the guest on Call Her Daddy this week. Persis, I don't know if you've listened yet. I haven't listened yet. So maybe we can talk about it on the next episode. But that was very exciting, even for me to see. I was like, that's huge. I mean, Call Her Daddy is the biggest podcast in the world. And here we have like one of the most prominent gay, gay girl, femme gay girls who a lot of people still don't know who she is. Like she's flying under the radar, I think. And here she is like the solo guest. I think it's just like a really big deal for the gay girl community and the queer community at large. Oh yeah, I was so excited. I'm actually probably gonna listen to it tonight because um, I was trying to see if there was like a video version I could watch too because I love seeing like the video content for the full interview. Um, yes. Call Her Daddy always has a video component that you can watch on Spotify. Hot tip if you guys didn't know. So you can just watch it like you're watching Netflix. I do love that. I don't know if there was a glitch today because it wasn't working on my end. Oh, oh well, never mind. Okay. I don't know why that was happening. Let me see. But Anyway, go on. <laughs> but no, I agree. I was like, yo, what? Like Fletcher is on Call Her Daddy? That's huge. Yeah, it's huge. It's super exciting. Even though Fletcher did start the lesbian breakup curse. Um, <laughs> I just think like she is, it feels like her and Haley Kiyoko kind of like just lighting the way for more females in music. Or Sorry, <laughs> gay, gay, gay girls in music. <laughs> Gay girls in music and in pop culture. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And I think I'm really like proud of Fletcher for also like, I don't know, doing what she does. I feel like I've watched her like from the beginning and to see her where she is now is huge. Yeah. Like that jump from like 2017 to 2022 is very big. So kudos to kudos to Fletcher. Yeah, and that's one thing that you can't you can't dock when it comes to Fletcher is like she put in the work. She did all of this herself. She literally started from absolutely nothing and just put in the work. She became a better songwriter. She found her voice. She found her look. And she used social media and the internet to like build not just a following, but I feel like it's a it's a whole movement like a community around her it's huge and honestly I know that Becky's so hot caused a lot of controversy and it might have started the curse but I think releasing music like Becky so hot is I think the right direction for her it's like just being brutally honest and like writing lyrics that are so blatantly gay like so no, there's nothing subtle about it you know what I mean? Like, I think that's the right move for her career and her artistry. That's my opinion. As just a straight girl admiring from my corner. But I also, I love that. First of all, it's so blatantly obvious, but also how she embraces how chaotic she is. Like <laughs> yeah. she talks about, she doesn't like try to put on this image of like, oh, but I'm, I'm not toxic. I'm, she goes, I'm toxic. She's like, I'm the girl who will go back to her ex 
multiple, multiple times. I'm the girl who drinks too much tequila. (laughs) I'm the girl who's a mess. Like she's very much like I'm a mess. And I kind of love that she's owning that because I find nowadays, especially with like maybe like people's images back in the past were always maybe had to be like cookie cutter or there was like always a certain image you needed to present to the public. But now because of social media, people don't hide anything. You see it all. So I, I, I appreciate Fletcher embracing the messiness because it's relatable. I think we've all been messy and we've all been chaotic and we've all been the person who like maybe makes the wrong decision and wants to like hook up with an ex or like, you know. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And I think just the what we were talking about at the beginning of this episode about how crushing a queer breakup can be, especially the first queer breakup. I think that's so relatable too. And she that's, you know, that's 90% of what she talks about in her music. It's just mm-hmm. like the emotional toll that love takes, but that it is the most important thing in her life. Like most queer people, like finding that love is like the pinnacle because it feels like you have to work harder almost to get to get to it and to like love yourself first and then go find it. Yeah. Yeah. Fletch. Fletch girl. Well, we love you at Girl on Girl. I feel like we talk about Fletcher every other episode. I did not expect this was going to be a Fletcher thing. I should have. I should have known. Lesbian breakup curse. Like, of course it would lead to Fletcher. (laughs) I know. I was waiting for that moment where I'd be like, someone started it. That was that was really exciting. That felt like a real true like twist, a twisty turn in the plot. Didn't it? Yeah, that was exciting. We should do more episodes like this where I have no idea what's coming. <laughs> and I just have to teach you. I like when you teach me, baby. Baby, well, this is we're manifesting something, so who knows what's going to happen. Fletcher, come on the podcast anytime. We know you were just on the <laughs> top podcast in the literal world. Um, but I think Girl on Girl is right up there with Caller Daddy, personally. Oh, me, yeah. Like, you know how you said, like, Caller Daddy's like number one in the world? Mm-hmm. We're number one in everyone else's hearts. Okay. I thought you were going to say in our world. Because we are the center of our own universes. That's true. That's number one in our world. In my world, Girl on Girl is the top podcast. Yeah, and your world is pretty big. Universal, you might say. Yeah, Universal Studios. I'm I'm sponsored by Universal Studios. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, thank you for teaching me. Please continue. I mean, that's what this podcast is, really. It's you teaching me stuff. Um, so thank you for keeping the tradition alive. No, you teach me too. We teach each other. Aw, cute. Yeah. Hopefully we don't get the breakup curse. Oh, baby, we already did on this trip. No, just because you canoodled with Regina doesn't mean that we have to break up. (laughs) I didn't canoodle. I have a cold. (laughs) What would you call it then? I'm not getting into this. Persis. <laughs> you got to be vulnerable with the audience. Come on. They want the dirt. I'm not getting into this. Okay. All right. We'll get it out of her eventually. It'll just take a few episodes, guys. Don't worry. I got your back. I know how to pull the strings and push the buttons. Yeah, she I really know does. how to get Persis talking. Don't worry. Don't worry. All she needs is a little tequila and I'll start talking. The only problem is Persis is the final say of what stays in the episode and what gets cut out. So the trick here is to get her liquored up on tequila for the recording and for her editing process. We can't leave her completely sober for both experiences or she'll cut it out and you guys won't be able to hear what you want to hear. That would actually be pretty interesting. Just leave me liquored up while I edit and we'll see what happens. And I'll just like put it out into the universe. That would be interesting, except it might backfire for me because you wouldn't cut out me saying stupid stuff, which you always do because you're in your right mind when you edit. But if you weren't in your right mind, you would keep it in and I would sound like a fool. Well, we're meant to be real on this podcast. So listen, that's how Fletcher shot to fame. She'd be in real. 
That's true. And we all we want is to be famous. It's fame. Exactly. Okay. Well, I love you. <laughs> love you. On that note. On that be note, let's be famous and talk about in case you missed it. Okay, Sarah, so for this week's episode, for In Case You Missed It, we want to talk about Velma and how she's officially a lesbian in the new Scooby-Doo film. And this was years after, I guess, James Gunn and more writers tried to make her more explicitly gay, or they tried to in the past, I guess, make her explicitly gay. It was just never like a known thing. Yeah, so apparently James Gunn, who is the person who wrote the early live action films, and then Tony Cervone, who was a supervising producer on the Mystery Incorporated series, so both like big players in the Scooby-Doo franchise, um, have already confirmed the character's sexuality. So they already confirmed Velma was queer, but they were never able to make it official on screen, which is really frustrating. Wow. 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 <laughs> Um, They said, in 2001, Velma was explicitly gay in my initial script, but the studio just kept watering it down and watering it down, becoming ambiguous, then nothing, and finally having a boyfriend. So the studio just completely sucked all the gay out, like a little vacuum. Oh, interesting. So during 2020 Pride Month, Cervone had said, I've said this before, but Velma in Mystery Incorporated is not bi. She's gay. We always planned on Velma acting a little off and out of character when she was dating Shaggy because that relationship was wrong for her and she had unspoken difficulty with the why. Mm, Interesting. I kind of like that. I kind of like that because that's pretty realistic. I mean, that's an experience that you had, for example, of coming out as bi and being really confident in that and then exploring what that meant for you, but also having this kind of feeling as you explored that something wasn't quite right. Absolutely. I think that's very relatable. You know, even when I would like date men in the past or when I was even dating Bobby, I wasn't feeling like that same like excitement that I would feel years later when it came to women. Totally. I think that's very, very interesting. Yeah. It, I think like the silver lining or the positive side to this is that Velma got to go on a journey that might be relatable to people. However, the fact that it, Velma's queerness was, you know, watered down by the studio is super frustrating. But here we are. We're here in 2022. And in this new Scooby-Doo film, Velma is just gay. She gay, girl. <laughs> she real gay. I watched this like little clip that they released of her um, like meeting another female character who's really beautiful and sexy. And Velma just like, you know, dissolves Melting. into a puddle of love. Yeah. So I hope, I don't know, but I hope that it dives a little, like they actually get to date or something. And it's not just like, oh, she's infatuated with her. I hope it shows them dating, but it looks like Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo is available to rent or purchase on Prime Video. Oh, we should we should have like a movie night and watch it together. I think we should. I think it came out October 4th. Perfect. I think we should do it, Percy Buns. It could be a little like Halloween date for us. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Um, We're so happy about Velma. One other thing I wanted to add to this in case you missed it that feels kind of along the same lines is that um, I'm sure y'all have noticed this, but a lot of celebrities seem to be like announcing they're gay in like very subtle ways. Madonna, if you haven't seen it, posted a video where she throws these pink underwear towards like a trash bin. And it says, if you miss, you're gay. And mm-hmm. then she like purposefully misses the trash bin. So that so everyone's like, oh, is Madonna saying she's gay? And then there's the whole velvet green couch trend that has been going around where um, basically it's that if you have a velvet green couch, you're bi. And then all these female celebrities, including Shay Mitchell, and, oh, I always pronounce her name wrong. 
Emily. Emily Rad. Rad. Emily Ratachowski. We're gonna say. Um, you know, reposted the video showing their green velvet couch that they own. And so I just feel like a lot is happening right now and a lot of um, characters and real people are maybe coming out. I I really can't see any other reason why Madonna would post that. If she posted that and she's not gay, then it's like very queer baby and and confusing and click baby. So, and same thing with the couches. I'm kind of like, there's really no reason for them to be doing this unless they're announcing to the world that they identify in that way or that they think they might. What do you think? I know. Um, I saw all of those too and I found it very interesting. Like it's all kind of coming out now and people are getting very excited. Like even when I was on my trip, um, one of my friends was on TikTok and every time we'd see someone new post about the velvet couch, we were like, oh my God, them too. Like it was so excited to see who's else is in the community. And with Madonna, if she came out as gay, cool. Like that would be really cool to know. I wonder if she'll like come out with a statement if she's like, yeah, like I'm gay. Um, yeah, it's especially, yeah. I mean, obviously a huge deal for Madonna because Madonna is a gay icon and she has championed the queer community her entire career and has explicitly said she wouldn't have a career if it wasn't for the gay community. So I think especially for Madonna, it's like pretty... Um, a pretty important moment. I wonder if she's going to say more. Like the video is kind of weird. <laughs> it doesn't even so look weird. like her. Like I don't I didn't even recognize her and then she does this funny like hand flip at the end. Um if you guys haven't seen it, I mean I'd be shocked if you haven't seen it yet, but go check it out. You can find it on the internet. Um Wait, does she flip this way or this way? Because if she's doing this, that means that means okay. Persis right now is flipping her hand forward or flipping her hand back, which I've learned from Persis. (laughs) Flipping forward is like a subtle way of saying I'm gay. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) this shit is so random. I love it. I love this random stuff the internet comes up with. It's so good. I don't it's know. So okay, I don't know which way she flips. <laughs> wait, wait, let's look. We need to do our fact checking right here live. Hold on. Yeah. Madonna, which way are you flipping, girl? She flips it back. She flips her hand back like this, kind of like in a way, almost like, huh, yep whatever kind of way it's not forward and then she kind of like exits screen (laughs) such a weird video stop watching it also I just love when celebs when you can see they're like really messy bathrooms and stuff like in the video you can see her like she's in this luxurious bathroom obviously she's Madonna probably cost like a bajillion dollars but you can see like her counter is covered and like lotions and products (laughs) (laughs) that is so funny I mean Hey, it hers like is there a world where she's straight and she posts that? It just it doesn't make sense, right? I feel like she would be smart enough to not queer bait like that. Like that would that would be very very strange if she didn't. Especially being Madonna, like you said, she's a gay icon. She champions the community. Has done so much work and advocacy for the community. Yeah. I'm not, like I said, I'm not surprised if she is coming out as gay. I'm leaning more towards, I think, girlfriend is gay. Like, (laughs) (laughs) hopefully, hopefully she talks more. Um, I just feel like it's such a mystery. Like, Madonna girl, 
Can you uh, let us know what you what you meant by that video? <laughs> okay, there's one more thing I want to say before we end this conversation, and it's kind of random, but I don't know. I just feel like saying it. This conversation, we talked a lot about like pop culture and TikTok and like celebrities, and that's great. And we love having these conversations and queer representation is so important that it's worth talking about all of this. And this is important stuff, but I just feel obligated to say like, there's a lot happening in the world right now. And I feel like we've been saying that for a long time. So it's almost kind of silly to be saying it out loud, but it just, I think everything's feeling really scary and heavy um, for me personally. And so um I don't know. I just kind of wanted to say that and acknowledge that and like acknowledge that that can be true. And also at the same time, like this fun conversation we just had can also be like really important and something that we all maybe need and something Mm -hmm. that maybe you and I need, or we still need to be talking about queer representation, even when other scary things are happening. And I don't know. I just felt kind of like that, that needed to be acknowledged that like, Maybe it feels kind of frivolous to be talking about celebrity. Um, yeah. But we know that, like, there's – I don't know. Do you know You know what I mean? Do you feel that way sometimes? Like, I just kind of I felt do. like I needed to say it. Well, even when I was away <clears throat> on my trip and I, w- I was feeling so, so incredibly baffled and sad to also <clears> – sorry, hear about what's happening in Iran. And I think it's really important that you – that you acknowledge that part because our intention isn't to make it like we're not thinking about these things or we don't have that awareness, but no, it is equally important to also like make sure we're bringing some light into these, into our conversations when there is a lot happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say too, is like, if you listen to this and you had a great time, God bless you. We had a great time too. And we're going to keep, you know, having fun, but maybe also listen to a podcast this week about what's happening in Iran and how and educate yourself a little bit on that too like it's so yeah I guess I guess that's what 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 I wanted to say (laughs) maybe we can um in our in our episode notes we can throw in some resources yes absolutely let's do it okay I love that I love you love you thank you for having this conversation with me we hope and pray that none of you get the lesbian breakup curse. Stay together, baby. Stay together. Unless it's a toxic relationship and then get your ass out of there. Um, and Paris, I'm so happy you're back. I'm happy to be back. Back to a routine. Back, back to my to back to my old ways. Back, back to, to reality. reality. I'll see you uh, on the next episode. See you then, baby, in two weeks. Love you. Love you. Love you.